the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting on FanDuel Sportsbook for so many reasons. Great odds and markets for the MLB, NBA, NHL, and so many more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sports book. It's easy to use, safe and secure. You get winnings fast. And it's so fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day and night when you log in. And FanDuel Sportsbook is now live in Ontario, Canada. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. Welcome into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. I'm your host, Alex Monaco, fired up to be coming at you, Southern California edition. We have a volume sports official parlay of all parlays. This is a special episode, of course, we're in the dog days of July, and we're going to go intricately into each divisional winner as these weeks go on before we kick off the NFL season. But I want to give you one degenerate, sick, twisted, eight divisional winner fan duel parlay that will retire you if you hit it, unless you put $10 on it. But nevertheless, we're going to zip through divisions, going to give you my brief analysis of the teams I like to win each division. And we keep on dancing, baby. Again, you can find me on all social media, Moneyline Monaco or Alex Monaco, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and of course, all content and pics on all of those platforms, as well as the Action Network. We are still 57% at 2,900 bets in across seven sports. This is the world we live in, baby. All right, let's get into it. As we know, Bengals, Rams, Rams hoisted the Lombardi Trophy. We're coming in. New slate, men in black, but not really. Let's start out with a division and a video I just threw up for social media for the volume. And let's talk about the NFC East. Now, when I pick divisional winners, I'll go back to last year. I'll look at how the teams did within the division. I'll look at strength of schedule. But most of all, you watch with your eyes, you see how these teams did week to week, and then you take into account the offseason moves. Is there continuity? Because the NBA is a little bit similar to the NFL in the sense that teams that have been in the playoffs the year prior 
often come back. You don't see typically a 10-win, 11-win club in the NFL drop off unless there's a quarterback change, a huge coaching change, an array of injuries. So let's dive in. I love the Cowboys to win the NFC East at a humble plus 120 on FanDuel. Let's start with the fact that Dak Prescott is 25 and 6, 25 and 6 against the NFC East. All right, the NFC least, some would say. Hertz is a measly 500. Woody from Toy Story is a measly 500. And Carson Wentz is a rookie on campus with a team that is just in utter shambles from top to bottom, the Washington Commanders, or whatever you want to call them for this season. This Cowboys team, let's not forget, number one offense in points per game. The only team that had 31 points per game in the entire NFL. And here's the scary thing. They were top 10 in points against, defensively speaking. Parsons, rookie of the year. Diggs, a absolute shutdown, playmaking, add the sticker on Madden, corner for this team. They lose a couple of pieces, Cooper, Gregory, some offensive line shifting. You hate to see that, but this is one of these divisions. From a betting perspective, you have to look at it across the board. And this season may not be what Dallas does so much as what the Eagles, Giants, and Washington Commanders don't do. I do expect if there was a dark horse in this division to be the Philadelphia Eagles, they bring back the number one rushing offense in the NFL. Sirianni, he shocked a lot of people with his scheme. They bring and trade for A.J. Brown. I like the Jordan Davis draft, defensive tackle out of Georgia, Natty Champ. They got better. They didn't get worse. So I do think the Eagles could pose a threat. But when you start to break it down, this Dallas team, as I mentioned, what Dak was in division in his career, they were 6-0 in division last year. They dominated and McCarthy, to me, very, very good. And his track record proves to be a regular season head coach. He's very even keel. Doesn't get too high. Doesn't get too low. Knows how to manage players, manage assets. And in a division with pandemonium, I just can't trust. And I think Dable's a huge upgrade at head coach for the Giants. I think they improve. They have a long ways away to go on both sides of the trenches. This Washington team, too much pressure on Wentz. They may surprise some people, but you look at win totals for the Giants, seven and a half, eight and a half right now for Washington, nine and a half for the Eagles, and the Cowboys are 10 and a half, and for good reason. So for me, we're bringing back the core group, all right? Dak is right there, and Cowherd's done it, his top 10 quarterbacks. He's right there hovering around 10. I don't know if he's 10th in the league. He's certainly top 15, and he's a professional. And I love when Colin talks about that. He's a quarterback that shows up, knows how to be a leader on the field and off. I like the Cowboys to win win the NFC East easily. And we keep it moving in the NFC. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time on this division because it's cakewalk. All right? It's a cake walk. You go confetti, you go pistachio, you go ice cream cake. It don't matter because Giselle's cooking and Tommy Tampa is eating. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Bucks to win the South. Hook, line, and book it. It could not be more of a Charles Barkley guarantee. All right, you're bringing back a top two offense in the entire NFL. Just about all of their pieces. Gronk retires, AB no longer. 
but most importantly, you retain your top two wide receiver assets. Mike Evans could be a one-track mind to a Hall of Famer one day. Godwin, who dealt with some injuries last year, coming back healthy. You love to see it. And let's not sleep and forget, now that Todd Bowles has gone from D.C. to head coach, what this defense can and has been, can be and has been, this team coming in with all the injuries they had defensively speaking. Remember, this was not a healthy team like the Super Bowl run where all the stars aligned. They dealt with defensive injuries, particularly in the defensive back. They had to bring in Richard Sherman out of nowhere. This team brings back their core. They are so lethal. And yes, they did lose Sue. You hate to see that. But a team that was fifth least in points per game, all right? And top two in offense. You look at and this is an NBA stat, points for versus points against, to be plus 10 in offense to defense in the NFL, it's insane. It's regronculous. 30 points on offense, 20 points on defense, top three rush D. You can't run on them. You can't run on them. David, Vita Vea, they're just absolute JPP, sensational at stopping the run. They've held teams for now two seasons. Under 93 yards per game, one of the best teams you're not going to run on. For me, I love that playoff Lenny's back. I love that this team is getting their fearless leader back. And you go back, and last thing I'll say, you look at every other year with Tom Brady. It's the years after he doesn't win the Super Bowl that's scarier for you. We got the Falcons completely rebuilding Mariota. I think he's serviceable. They're not even going to come close. I think the Saints always play the Bucs and the division well. They have an ability to win 10 games with Dennis Allen and Winston. Of course, with Landry and Honey Badger and Drafton, the star out of Ohio State. They have, with Michael Thomas coming back, pieces. They have players. They have a very good defense as well. Can they best a Bucks team in top in 17 weeks of football now. And of course, not going to spend any time on it. Panthers, you got two top five former draft picks dancing in the same quarterback room. As the famous age-old saying goes, you got two quarterbacks, you got nada. Bucks win the South. We keep it moving to a very interesting NFC West division. Super Bowl champion NFC West Rams, Cardinals, Niners, and the completely refurbished Seattle Seahawks. This to me, I'm going with the Rams again. It's consistency. It's reliability. And let's not forget who is on this team. They had the huevos, the cojones to go out and Get Allen Robinson after everything that this offense has already flourished with. They got better on the offensive side of the football. Defensive side, you hate to see Vaughn go. But more importantly, Aaron Donald is back. Ramsey's ready to rock, ready to roll. This team, I think, if not the best coach in the NFL at this juncture, not saying Belichick's not the greatest coach of all time. He obviously is. At this juncture, with this roster, with this team, name me a coach you would rather have than Sean McVay coming in. Just got married. Life is gorgeous for him. I love this Rams team. I think this Cardinals team is going to actually have a little regression. They lose a couple of key players. You wouldn't think 
would matter, but very well could. AJ Green, a year older, we'll see. It didn't really even work. Kirk, deep long ball threat is an issue. Hopkins, we'll see if he continues to be a top three wide receiver in the entire NFL. You hate to see him lose Chandler Jones. This is a team that just, I, I think there's a little bit of internal ruckus, if you will. Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, contract extension. He's getting it. Is he not? Kyler, he's a professional, but you're hearing through the grapevines against, I don't have a ton of sources, but you hear not the best leader per se. And I just don't trust the Niners to win a 17-week horse race against a Rams team that is so unbelievably stacked. It's not even fun. And I don't know what they're doing with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know what they're doing with Trey Lance. What's going to happen here? I, I don't feel comfortable firing on them. I like the Rams for this parlay. 11-team, 12-team winner. That's my spiel. I'm confident that this team can really, which was a top eight offense and a top six rush D, maintain what they maintained last year, but build on it. Let's not forget, first year with Stafford, they win the Super Bowl. Incredible. They can build on that. They can actually even have a better regular season. They shouldn't have even won the division last year. It fell to them in week 17, if you remember, and here we are. And then NFC North, look, everyone's freaking out about no Devontae Adams. The Packers did nothing again. Yada, yada, yada. Look, this is a Packers team. Top 10 offense. All right. Top nine in overall defensive yards given up, believe it or not. Top 10 in total yards given up. And Aaron Rodgers in his career. Costco sample for you. 56-21-1 last year. 56-21-1 last year. Adding to his overall record in the NFC North. That's 56 wins, 21 losses in the NFC North. He owns the Bears. He owns the Lions. He hurts the Vikings' feelings. They sometimes split year to year, but there's no one in that division that scares me. I think the Vikings have a potent offense. They can't best Aaron Rodgers. Again, he's going through some sort of John Wick, long Keanu Reeves hair. He's got it in a man bun. We don't know where he's at. He's getting all kinds, getting numerology. He's getting astrology. He's getting kinesiology. He's getting all kinds of ologies on his forearm for tattoos. He's going through it. But ultimately, when you take a top talent who's going through it, you want to bet with him. You don't want to bet against him. I'm not going against anyone in the NFC North other than Aaron Rodgers. I'm not, I'm not taking anyone except for the GB Packers. So as we move over to the AFC, I got the Rams, I got the Packers, I got the Cowboys, I got the Bucks. I am feeling very good that that goes four for four. So for our parlay, moving to the AFC, I'm going to take the Chiefs. All right. It's the best division in football. I'm a San Diego born and raised kid. I know the Chargers. I got a famous word for you. Chargers are gonna charger. They just are. It's too much pressure on this Broncos team to try to come out of nowhere, and I mean nowhere, and, and beat this Chiefs team for a division, all right? This Broncos team averaged 19.7 points per game last year, all right? The Chiefs averaged almost 30. So yes, Russell Wilson's a Hall of Famer. He's unbelievable. He's an MVP. He can take you to the promised land. Can he, with, and I'm sorry, but Judy and Sutton, Judy and Sutton are not top-tier Madden overall talent. 
Judy's great. He's had health issues. Sutton's a two. He's nothing more. Can Russell Wilson best Patty Mahomes in this Chiefs team, who, by the way, has never, ever experienced the NFL, a team that's hosted four straight AFC championships? Hosted. That's what we're up against. Yes, no Tyreek Hill. Honey Badger's gone. But you bring in Juju. You bring in Scantling. You bring in some pieces that I don't hate. And let's remind ourselves, Patty Mahomes is 21-3 against the AFC West. 21-3. And And say what you will about this defense. They were top eight in defensive points against, defensively speaking, last year. Dealt with a lot of injuries. Didn't have Jones, Clark, off the field stuff, yada, yada. This team coming back, they've been a little humbled. They've now been a little slept on. They're knowing and seeing the Bills are the top. The Bills are the top of the Super Bowl odds. I think not, Costanza. I'm taking a team as the best coach in the division, the best quarterback in the division, the best leader in the division, and ultimately a team that, yes, I'll say it as the best home field advantage and arguably outside of Lambeau, all of sports. Chiefs win the AFC West, point blank, period. Sorry, have to do it. I, I trust Josh McDaniels, zero. Spanos is going to find a way to get in the way of this Chargers team. They're great. I think if anyone were to catch the Chiefs, it could be the Chargers. Just don't see it. All right, see a wild card team for them. You saw how they ended the season. Jackson was huge. Khalil Mack was huge. Defense got a lot better. They still have to go against the best in the biz, baby. Stay in the AFC. And this is a nervous one. Probably my most nerve-wracking pick to potentially rock this parlay. Hate going against the Ravens. I got to take the Bengals to win the AFC North. All right, a top seven offense, a top five rush D. All right, coming in. With one of the most unbelievable stories of all of sports last year, this Bengals team watching Joey Burrow get sacked time and time again. They refurbished the offensive line. They added in a Hayden Hurst weapon at tight end. You got obviously a top 10 talent, maybe top five this year he shows it, wide receiver in Jamar Chase. You have Boyd, consummate professional, T. Higgins, Playmaker, great two. Mixon, the offense is stacked. They got the offensive line a little better. Defense, they lost a couple of pieces. I don't love their defense. They still got Eli Apple, Von Bell, Trey Flowers, Logan Wilson. There's some decent pieces on this defense. And I do think it's a two-horse race because I imagine Watson will be benched and the Browns will be playing catch-up because the Steelers are going with Mitchell Palooza, Mitchie Trubiscuits. It, to me, is between the Ravens and the Bengals. And I, yes, I know what we're going against with the Ravens. One of the best franchises top to bottom. I'm not scared of anyone on the Ravens this year. This is a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson. Look at their offensive weapons. Take out Dobbins from the running attack. And who are you afraid of on the Baltimore Ravens outside of Lamar? I'm not afraid of anybody. And that's what I'm nervous is that Lamar Jackson, who dealt with injuries last year, who went through adversity in a contract, huge season for him. Can they beat this Bengals team, who 
was stronger on the road at home down the stretch. They covered eight straight to close out the season. They went into Tennessee, embarrassed the Titans in the playoffs. They bested the Chiefs. They're coming back. No one thought they could do this. They come back, they do it, and here they are. I'm putting my money on Joe Burr. I think this team has an identity. They know where they're going. They're coming in Snickers hangry. I'm I'm a believer in the Ravens. I see the Ravens as a wild card team. I see the Bengals as a team that, again, started out very slow last year. Not so much this season. I like the Bengals. Give me that top seven offense. And then in the AFC South, second most nervous decision. But I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to believe in the say Chris Ballard, Frank Reich, trio of management and coaching to castle on the Colts chess table. Wentz out. Matty Ice is in. He's inheriting a team that averaged just under 27 points of offense. They're top 10 in defensive points against. One of the few teams that were top 10 in offensive points and top 10 in defensive points. Clearly inheriting one of the best running backs in the NFL and an unbelievable offensive line, which is something Matty Ice has not had the luxury of in the last few years. He gets a top two rushing offense that averaged just under 150 yards and a top 10 defense in rush D. So getting a top offense and defense in points, foreign points against top two rushing offense, top 10 rushing defense to inherit for Matt Ryan, who can come in and be a consummate professional and be a guy that I think if he limits mistakes, can lean on the functionality of the Colts. This has been a plug and play organization from a quarterback perspective since Andrew Luck left. And you saw it work with Rivers. You really saw it work with Wentz ultimately last year. And then you get a guy that I think everyone in the NFL has slept on. They think he's washed. They think he's done. But I'm more looking at the Titans and saying Tannehill, who can't win anything when it matters. I'm so sick of everyone jocking Tannehill. I'm sorry. He's a mediocre quarterback. I'll never be more than that. It's great. They won the division last year. How are they going to do with no A.J. Brown? How are they going to do and replace a top 10 wide receiver? Yeah, I said it. How are they going to have to expect Derrick Henry to stay healthy and run his face off? I don't see it. I look at this Titans team. I see regression. I see an above 500 team. I see a potential playoff team. I see a headache of a team week to week. Vrabel coaches his players up. He's always had a serviceable defense. I think the A.J. Brown, Julio Jones getting older situation. Yes, I know they're bringing in Bobby Woods. It's not like they didn't bring in a replacement. I'm aware. I don't see this team beating the Colts. I just don't see them also having this prominent of an in-division run, this Tennessee Titans team like they have done the last couple seasons. I don't think the Jags and Texans are worth noting. I do think Doug Peterson in the division makes the Jags interesting probably the year after more than this year. I got the Colts. A little nervous about it, but I'll tell you what I'm not nervous about as we wrap it up here. The AFC East, Buffalo Bills. What can you say about them? They got a better top Three offense, top one defense. They gave up 17 points per game. Defensively, 
Number one in pass yards given up at 163 pass yards per game. To think that a defense gave up less than 200 yards passing is absolutely taking Austin Powers bow. Impressive. Number one in overall yards given up on defense. And then, of course, I mentioned that 17 points per game. They are the best combination of offense and defense. Then you add in and you let him. He slipped. He fell. The Bills draft. Dalvin Cook's brother out of championship Georgiaville. James Cook, I'm terrified. They can't run the football. If he's half as productive as his brother Dalvin, we're done. But I'm sorry. I think the Patriots take a step back. I do think the Dolphins make a interesting, interesting season out of what they have down there. I don't know, They're not beating the, the Bills. They're not beating the Bills. The Bills may win the AFC. All right? And I'm talking about record, regular season record. This team's unbelievably balanced, well-coached, clutch. Tim the Toolman Allen, you can't wrap him up. You can't take him down. You can't slow him down. He doesn't make a ton of mistakes. His athleticism's through the roof. And I'm so, so terrified of the Buffalo Bills coming into this season. They're winning the East. So in conclusion, as we wrap it up, got the Bills, Colts, Bengals, Chiefs, AFC, very nervous about, but these are my picks early in mid-July for divisional winners. NFC, if I don't go four for freaking four, I'm going to lose my noggin. That's it for me. Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. I'm your host, Alex Monaco. Don't forget to subscribe. Rate, review goes a long way. Check out all the content on the Volume Sports YouTube channel as well as the network. We are just getting started for the NFL season. Got plenty more of action and picks and futures to discuss as the weeks go on before tip. And that's how we dance on a humble midweek episode. You've been listening to the Volume Sports. I'm Alex Monaco. And as always, don't forget to hug your mothers. Ta-ta real smooth.